When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm John Ryan, and this is Pod Roast. This week, we celebrate what isn't Pride Month anywhere other than America with a new LGBT plus podcast and everything Chesterfield in The Chesterfield Show. A repetitive and dreary synth theme fades up, and Joe Alley, our host, welcomes us to The Out Crowd, a podcast that looks at what it means to be LGBT plus in 2021. So far, so obvious, or at least it would be if it wasn't delivered like he was welcoming us to awake. If you've ever thought so much LGBT content gravitates either to the pole of campy, shrieky and fabulous darling, or hand-wringing right on and 101 definitions of who we are, this certainly veers to the latter. Joe's delivery is red, the script doesn't even contract. Words like you will are not made into yule, which gives it an even more stilted feel. He promises us experiences of the queer community in the past and present, and their hopes for the future. And it also asks the questions about the LGBTQ community you may be too shy to ask. What does non-binary mean? What are the correct pronouns to use when speaking to trans people? How can I be a better straight ally? The overlong setup ends with the words loud and proud, here and queer, and most definitely out of the closet. And the first question is, is it? The questions posed in this intro make it sound like we're going to hear a GLC pamphlet from 1983, certainly more prune than Prosecco. Should a gay podcast be aimed at straight allies? Or does the aural equivalent of the hen party in the gay bar mean this is going to sound like it's not for me and my quotes community? Full disclosure here, I've grappled with these questions of style and targeting myself at various times, not least in my role as chair of Gadio, which is why I wanted to like the out crowd, but so far we're two minutes in and all I've heard is Joe obviously reading his script with no audio illustration and barely any joy really. Anyway, after the two-minute intro, the ploddy theme tune plods on with no speech for 20 seconds. 20 seconds! Joe introduces his next guest, odd as it's the first one ever, and thank goodness it's Lisa Power, Stonewall co-founder and all-round lesbian powerhouse. My words, not theirs. Surely this will get some life in it now. I love Lisa. Uh, He races through her intro before we get another empty nine seconds of the theme tune. Then we get to the Lisa interview, clearly recorded in another time and place. Joe's had a coffee or two more now than in his introduction, and he sounds vaguely excited to meet gay royalty, but he's clearly not being paid per edit. Hi, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining me on our history episode, he says. That's the first time he's told us it's a history episode. There's a long first question that could easily have been cut and replaced. Lisa's great, as she always is. She talks about the invisibility of lesbianism, Radcliffe Hall, Sister George and Round the Horn. She's a great booking, talking about being engaged to a lad from Barry before coming out at her first gay demonstration. We sail through the separatist gay politics of the 70s, the lesbian and gay 
movement of the 80s, even S&M Dykes. But I guess a big question is, who is this for? Joe comes out as a 24-year-old about 11 minutes in. I'm 52. And with Lisa, we're in the company of a 67-year-old gay history icon. Icon as a descriptor in the gay world is well overdone, but believe me, she is in this case. I found myself tutting at his obvious follow-ups at one point, but maybe it's not for me. But it does assume too much knowledge as a gay primer. Lisa also sows story seeds we don't return to harvest. For example, she talks about sleeping with a gay man whilst working at Gay Switchboard, and how the organisation wanted them to both redefine as bi, but Joe just kind of skips over it. There's the usual horrible recollection of the beginning of the AIDS crisis, the community response, and the hysteria about how it was transmitted. Lisa's a great get as she makes the connection between homophobia then and now, and as a great poster woman for the ways in which lesbian women and gay men have worked together rather than as separatists. But there's an execrable moment in this when one of Lisa's AIDS anecdotes is segged straight into a Peloton ad, then back into a rambling 35-second question from Joe about 80s activism. It's a bad production call and one that could have easily been avoided. We hear about the launch of Stonewall and the famous moment at Sir Ian McKellen's dinner table, the inequality of law, how Lisa's generation hadn't even considered the possibility of equal marriage. Now that's where Joe's age is a benefit. He says he can't even imagine what things were like back then. And Lisa's great at tying that up to the current fragility of LGBT rights. She makes the point that the UK is even now losing ground on gay rights even calling Liz Truss the inequalities minister because she just doesn't get it. There's a great bit to end where Lisa talks about her work with Russell T Davis on It's a Sin and the way the young cast have all become significant activists. There's a flabby Joe wrap-up which should have come out. He breaks the first law of radio by calling me everyone listening rather than just using you. That wretched theme tune creeps in again. That's it. No final thought. No throw ahead to the next episode. The interview is the least bad thing here. Could do with another edit, particularly the second half. The shonky way the ad interrupts the flow is unforgivable. It's also a bit light on production, really. This is all well-trod gay history, pretty well told. But three or four clips of actuality would have lifted it so much higher, and it should have been so easy to find, even off YouTube. The open is a flabby script. The theme needs to go, or at least be mixed and incorporated properly. The interview isn't a joyless thing, but sitting through two minutes of rambly preamble means you might not even get that far. Do you know, I don't think I've ever stopped in Chesterfield. I've done a double take at its famous twisted spire from the train, but never ventured further in. So I was taken by the sentence, Chesterfield's answer to BBC One's The One Show went live on Friday. Former Peak FM journalist Josh Marsh has jumped ship to be the marketing coordinator for Chesterfield. So he's not so much poacher turned gamekeeper as hack turned cheerleader. Now, this podcast starts with an insanely upbeat Calypso-inspired theme tune that fades out completely before Joshua, using his Sunday name, explains this new podcast is all about Chesterfield, the town centre, local news and events, and just chatting to people and to spread a bit of positivity. What you'd expect, maybe, from a presenter no longer employed by the Fourth Estate, but by Chesterfield. He starts with a little roundup of Chesterfield news. An escape room has opened. 
the mayor went along. There's no word if she's got out yet. There are two new coffee shops and an online business directory has opened. In case those seven words are enough to send you to sleep, there's a snatch of library music to wake you up before Josh introduces us to Paul and Matt. They're from two brilliant local businesses talking about a fantastic project, he says. It's a directory of 130 businesses in the town. That's kind of all you need to know about it. But they managed to spin a not terrible 10 minutes out of it, to be fair. You get the sense there is some effort to counter COVID and keep spending local in the town. Another sting of that annoying library music before we hear from Lossie, who runs Matlock Farm Park, one of North Derbyshire's best-loved attractions. Josh breaks a radio rule here by queuing from himself to himself rather than cutting into Lottie's first answer. But we'll forgive him that because she's on to describe her new attraction, the UK's biggest jumping pillow. It's like a bouncy castle base across a field. I know, this passes for fun in North Derbyshire. The animal handling area now has a roof too. Previously, you get wet when it rains. And they've just booked a man who blows giant bubbles. Josh Gamely says he's quite excited about the improvements before breaking another radio rule, talking about me, the listener, in the third person. For those who might not yet have visited you, where can they go to find out all that? Sounds like a research question. Always better to nip it out and revoice. Another clip of library music. It sounds like a scene change jingle in a 90s American sitcom. Then another miscellany of events. The flea market... The Auto Jumble. No, I've got no idea what that is either. There's some plays starting, says Josh vaguely. Then we're into Dom Stevens from the Love Chesterfield Awards. This sounds like a combination of the old High Street Awards and the Food and Drink Awards. You can tell this is a partisan podcast with some of the questions. There has been so much to celebrate, hasn't there, in the town? Yes, says Dom. A new office block and some public realm works. I finally fall asleep as he explains why the awards have been merged into one. But I'm jerked awake by Steph. She's a market trader who's come on to be the last guest in the show. She's on a crackly phone line, but says there's a real buzz in the town as the market's returned. She talks about her toilet bombs and soap nuts. No, me neither. And beeswax wraps. And her enthusiasm is strangely contagious. But I can't help thinking the whole thing would have been a better listen if Josh brought his undoubted expertise to gathering the audio. I want to hear Steph at her stall with description of her stuff, with the sounds of Chesterfield coming to life through the audio. The guests aren't bad, and Josh sounds like he's a local, but I'm going to need a little more treatment and colour to get me through 41 minutes of this next month. I'm John Ryan, weary-eared and disappointed for Podroast. This week with the outcrowd from Reach and the Chesterfield show from Destination Chesterfield. I listen to these so you don't have to. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts. <laughs> 